This is exactly right. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Hey, boo. It's me, Roz. Thank you all so much for the super nice birthday messages. It has been a wonderful week, and I got to talk to Heather McDonald, who is an actress, a comedian, a writer, and the host of the very popular podcast, Juicy Scoop. And let me tell you, this episode today it gets juicy, but we'll get into that in just a little bit. First, I want to talk about the Mothman in Chicago. Okay, I didn't know that the Mothman was just chilling in Chicago these days. Um, thank you, Roland, for posting in the Facebook group. I Roland posted this article about some recent Mothman sighting in Chicago, and then I started Googling Mothman in Chicago and it turns out that like especially the past few years there's been like tons of accounts and I had no clue and I'm very into this so if you ever encountered the Mothman in Chicago please uh, hit me up I'm sure you all already know about the Mothman which first you know there's first accounts in the 60s in West Virginia and uh, I guess Mothman has made his way to Chicago. Or her way. Could be the Mothwoman or their way. We, we've we never spoken to the Mothman. And I think it's about time the Mothman lets us know how they're feeling. But first I want to share this article that Roland posted in the Facebook group. Okay, this is from SingularFortian.com. So they had just received 
an account from a U.S. Postal Service worker uh, at Chicago O'Hare International Airport on September 24th. And this person writes, I had just left work at the USPS sorting facility at O'Hare Airport at about 11 p.m. on Thursday, the 24th of September, and was walking out of my car when I saw something standing at the far end of the parking lot where I usually park. At first, I thought it was a very tall person with a long coat. As I got closer to my car, I unlocked my car, which caused my headlights to come on. My headlights hit the person standing about 20 to 25 feet from my car, causing it to turn and look right at me. I saw that this was not some person, but some red-eyed creature, and what appeared to be a coat were actually wings which it spread out as it turned to look at me. At first, I thought it was some kind of very, very large bird, but I've never seen any bird that stood almost seven feet tall. I'm five foot four, and this thing looked taller than me by at least two feet. This thing then started making some kind of chirping sound. Almost a half chirp and a half click, like someone was clicking their tongue, but much faster. That's me trying it. I don't know. Maybe that's just sort of a drag queen tongue pop. It had then made some type of screeching sound and looked off running toward me. And it got to within 10 feet of me and took off into the air and flew above me. I was screaming hysterically and I crouched down behind the car, opened the door, and I dived into my car head first. I was in a near panic, and I tried to start the car, close and lock the doors, and turn on my interior lights. I started my car and took off out of the parking lot and flew down the road till I hit the main road. I got home and told my husband, who also works at the same facility, and he was the one who told me about the sighting, the sightings of this thing. I was scared shitless and hope I never see this thing again. This thing is roaming around the area, scaring people half to death. I hope the airport people decide to do something about this thing someday. Well, first of all, a thank you to her for, for working with the USPS and all her service. All of this is coming from Manuel Navarrete of the UFO Clearinghouse, who then went to go speak with the woman. And it says... The sound described by the witness is similar to that reported by witnesses in Rockford, Illinois, near Hedgewish Park and on the southern end of the northerly island in Chicago and in another account near O'Hare. The witnesses in those incidents said they heard a sound like screeching brakes during or prior to their sighting. O'Hare International Airport has been the epicenter of recent winged humanoid sightings in the Lake Michigan Mothman investigation, with at least 10 sightings coming from the airport itself since August of 2019, and many more reported in the surrounding communities. What? So then it talks a little bit more about what people are saying, that they see large, gray or black, bat or bird-like creature... Some cases say it was kind of insect-like. 
sometimes with glowing or reflective red, yellow, green, or orange eyes, and humanoid features such as arms and legs are often reported. Okay, so then as I was Googling some more, I found this other report that was posted by Bloody Disgusting, which is one of my favorite horror websites. And uh, they say that the UFO clearinghouse's manual never at uh, says that the latest sighting at that point took place on November 26th of last year. And the witness, who was a trucker frequenting the airport for deliveries, stated the following in his original comment. I was at the airport. Wait, I should do this as a trucker. I was uh, at the airport picking up my load at Nippon. I was already backed into a dock and uh, was standing away from the truck smoking a cigarette while they loaded my truck. I was looking toward the runways in the direction of the tunnel and that is when I noticed something that looked like a large bird standing just outside of the fence by the parking lot. It was not hard to miss because two street lamps were nearby. It looked like a person with wings that were stretched out and flapping. It was walking away from the fence toward the open field and then began to flap its wings and disappeared. So I feel like there has to be air traffic control, you know, there's cameras everywhere. They've got to have something. Oh, I'm going to stay on top of this case. I apologize. I didn't know about this sooner. I'm not always keeping up to date with my cryptid creatures and monsters and the like, but I'm very, very fascinated. So again, let me know if you've experienced such a thing in your life. Okay, so on this week on Patreon, I drove around Los Angeles again in my old neighborhood of Los Feliz, and uh, we had a great time, Rocky and I, going to a couple more locations, and so you can see some famous horror movie sets, and uh, I went to Casita del Campo, my favorite restaurant where I do my live shows, I went to the Los Feliz Murder House, and... um, a couple other cool spooky places to so go check that out on patreon.com slash Ross on my first tier. And I'll have another video coming up next week with Pleasant, my good old pal that's been on the show a couple of times, Pleasant Gaiman. The two of us went ghost hunting and we did our best. We, we did a little bit of ghost hunting. We had a great time and I do think I may have caught something. Now, I'm going to keep reviewing the footage before I finish editing and posting. Um, But we did go to a famous bridge here in Los Angeles where a lot of tragedy has occurred. And, uh, you know, we are mainly going for a nice little stroll around town. But I can't really say I experienced anything paranormal um, in the moment. But... I did take a lot of video and photos and I'm going to continue to review them, but I did find something that I think is genuinely um, some evidence, but I'll post that next week on Patreon. So make sure you're subscribed to that. All right. Let me tell you about today's episode. I invited Heather McDonald to come on this podcast and she is a comedian. She hosts Juicy Scoop which is a very popular podcast where she talks about 
celebrity scandals and gossip and she's she, i mean it's called juicy scoop and she really gives you juicy tea every week and she also recaps some shows that i absolutely love like 90 day fiance and you know there's one bravo show that i watch and that's real housewaves of beverly hills and i absolutely love it and so she talks a lot about that show and if you're into like bravo shows she she talks a lot about those shows and and to a lot of people that are on those shows and um, she has on great comedians too and um you know my friend ross matthews and uh, she recently just had Wendy McClendon Covey, former guest of this podcast, and Justin Martindale, who was also on this podcast. And uh, yeah, I just, I have a lot of respect for her. And I, I really, I appreciate how open and honest and fearless she is as a comedian. And honestly, she just, she doesn't give a fuck. She will dish. And so I had her come on to talk about her celebrity ghost story. And, you know, I love talking to people that were on celebrity ghost stories. I find it endlessly entertaining. And we've had other people, obviously, on this podcast that have been on celebrity ghost stories. And they've admitted that, you know, it's a TV show, which I completely, I completely understand that, like, sometimes they have to, you know, they have to add a visual element and they have to to kind of dramatize things, which obviously we don't do here because it's a podcast. It's much more stripped down, but she talks a little bit about that today. I just, the only word I can use to describe a conversation with her is that it's juicy. She brings the juice and I, I appreciate someone that stays on brand. And I appreciate her for doing this. So she also does great impressions on her podcast. And so on this week's Patreon, I um, I asked her to do some impressions of a, a few celebrities that she that I know she does impressions of that have ghost stories. And um, I basically just said, "Here's a celebrity. Tell me what you think their ghost story would be like." And then she kind of. She acted it out for me, which was super nice of her to do. And uh, you can hear that on the second tier of Patreon called On With The Show. All right. Well, without further ado, here is my conversation with Heather McDonald. On With The Show. Hello, Heather. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Oh my God. Thanks so much for doing this. I love your podcast so much. I, um, I also talk about celebrities on this show, but mainly just when they have ghost stories, um, love it. kind of a spooky scoop one might say. Yeah. Um, did you know we had on a Bravo star on this show that revealed that they had sex with a ghost? We had on really? um, Billy <laughs> Lee from Vanderpump Rules. Oh, Billy Lee got laid by a ghost. Okay. <laughs> she um she revealed that on this show. Oh. She she felt like she had full penetration sex because my ghost story was somewhat sexual, but really not full on sex. No. Well, I'm obsessed with people having sex with ghosts. And there's actually a lot of celebrities that have reported that happening. Like Kesha, Bobby Brown, 
uh, Anna Nicole, they've all talked about having sex with ghosts. What do you think really? about that? <laughs> I mean, you know, look, the, you know, who knows whatever. I think it's kind of funny that a lot of, uh, you know, celebrities, like you're just so conceited that even when you're asleep, ghosts are like, oh, I need to tap that. Like, okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So sure. You know, but, um, but my story did involve a little bit of that, which again, I, when I get into it, I, st- I don't know if it was, you know, because it was while I was sleeping, I don't, it felt different than a dream, but I still think it could have just been a dream. That's okay. Well, yeah. okay. Well, let's just let's just talk about your story because y- you know you were on my favorite TV show of all time. I mean, there's been some great television shows the past 15 years. I mean, The Sopranos, Breaking Bad. My favorite show, and I'm not even joking, is Celebrity Ghost Stories. I love Celebrity Ghost Stories. I've watched every single episode, and your story involves you in a hotel room and a ghost. Yeah. What happened? New York. Okay, so it, it also has some other great Bravo players in it, now that I'm thinking about it. Okay. So I went to, I was on Chelsea Lately as a writer-producer, and we were also doing a show called After Lately. And yes. to promote those shows, they sent myself, and I think maybe like Sarah Colonna, and Chelsea, of course, and our producers to the upfronts, um, which is like where you we went to this for E and like the Kardashians were there and everybody and basically all these like advertisers and buyer people are there and you're supposed to just kind of like be a delight and give them the thrill that they are there. When would this have been like? Oh, this would have been like, uh, well, Joan Rivers was there. So I want to say this is probably like, this is probably um, 2010, 2011, something like that. Wow. A while ago. And, um, so I remember the E theme was pop of color. So it's supposed to wear black, white and pop of color. So I wore this like Trina Turk dress and I had these hot pink Jimmy Choo shoes on and, you know, felt I looked pretty cute. Had a lot of fun at that. And right before I left, Tamara Judge, who I was very friendly with, what called me up and she said, I'm doing um, Watch What Happens Live and... um they said, who do I want to be on with me? And I said, you. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be there. And let me see if I can get off work on Monday and stay on Sunday. Because at that time, it had just gone to five days. So it was Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or whatever. And um, I was like so excited. And I, I remember what I wore to that. I wore this turquoise dress that my husband accidentally gave away with a bunch of my other dresses, which I'm just so sad <laughs> about. But... It was very Luann. It was like a turquoise one shoulder. And I, again, had the hot pink, like Jimmy Choo shoes on. It was my first pair of expensive shoes. And Wait, what do you mean your husband gave it away? Like he gave oh it to God. Goodwill like or I, something? I put, took all these summer dresses that were all so cute, that were like Trina Turk, like all like around like a $300 price point. And I loved them. And I put them in my son's closet for space. And then one day I went to go and they were all gone. And my husband thought that they were like to give away to, you know, Goodwill or the housekeeper or whatever. <laughs> I'm still pissed because there's they were really good dresses in that. I mean, pro- anyway, who cares? So anyway, so I'm in New York and I check into the London Hotel, 
which is a pretty nice hotel in that I had like a little living room and a a bedroom there. And oh my God, on top of it, Taylor Armstrong was there that weekend. And oh my like, God. in my room and I had read her book and I asked her everything about everything. Like at like one in the morning, I saw her in the elevator. I was like, come into my room and tell me everything. So the weekend Stop. was a great, epic what, weekend. When so, you did Celebrity Ghost Stories though, did you just not include that like did you just not mention those those names those no they didn't care about that shit also oh nobody God. cared about bravo stuff like that back then like it was <sighs> nothing like it is today so but i of course was always obsessed okay so anyway so when i get to this hotel um i like organize everything i lay on my outfits because i'm there for a few days and i kept um like i kept like misplacing stuff like i kept like couldn't find like this lip liner and then I found the lip liner like in another room and but I'm also not the most organized person but I was trying to be that weekend so it's just a little interesting bit so um anyway the final night is that Sunday night and I go to do watch what happens live with camera and we have a really fun time and we went out to like a nightclub after and we she was doing this like wine by wives thing with Vicky. That's so that was what she was promoting. And I think I was promoting my book, You'll Never Blue Ball in This Town Again. And so the guy that was doing the wines by wines, wine by wives was there. It was kind of like a, you know, like a where you buy the wines and that they choose and it's like a club. And I don't know, they did it for a little while and it didn't go anywhere. But she and Vicky were doing it. And so we were out with him and had a fun night. And, but not, I was not like really wasted or anything because I didn't drink before the show. So I probably just had like the one drink during the show and then like a drink after. And when I went to bed, um, I was really tired, but I, you know, whenever you have a flight the next day, you don't sleep that well, but I fell asleep and I feel that I woke up and there was like a guy like I'm laying on my stomach and there was almost like a guy like on top of me and his forearm, I could touch the hairs on his forearm. Mm. And so it was somewhat sexual, but not like I felt a penis or anything. I just remember the forearms and I remember the pressure of me wanting to get up and like I couldn't. Almost like where you're in a dream and you're like, oh my God, this is a bad dream. I know it's a dream. Wake up. It wasn't, it was different than that. That's why it was very different. Okay. And I dream a lot. Like I had very vivid dreams. I remember my dreams um, almost every night. So that's why this felt weird. And I was like, oh my God, it's so scary. Like I can't get up. So the next day it was so weird that when I was waiting for my flight, I was on the phone with Tamara and I told her about it. And I go, the weirdest, I had the weirdest dream, you know, da, da, da. And, and she's like, oh, that is weird. And then while I'm waiting, after I hang up with her, I'm still waiting down the plane. My publicist at the time called me and said, have you, or he texted me or something, have you ever had, do you have a ghost story? And I was like, I cannot believe you're asking me this today. Like, is this, it just felt that's, felt really weird and I go weird god I kind of do I had this really weird thing happen last <laughs> night that I kind of assume is a dream but fuck maybe it was a ghost and maybe this is a sign 
And he's like, would you want to do celebrity ghost stories? If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. I'm like, okay, uh, so I call my friend who actually has dealt with like ghost hunters and stuff because they filmed in Colorado where she worked and she would sort of help book their, I don't know, she did something with them. So she knew a lot about it. She knows about psychics and everything. And one thing my publicist said is like, you got to really make this, you got to kind of up the story a little bit when you tell them that, you know, it definitely (laughs) is a ghost story. Can't just be this one element of like, and that's what my friend said. She said, she goes, you know, one thing that happens with ghosts a lot, that a lot of common denominator is that people feel like heat in the air. It's like, it's always getting really cold or really hot. Like they can fuck with the thermostat or whatever, or they can bring in their spirituality that makes you hot or cold. And so my friend goes, so when you tell the producer, just make sure that you like plant the seeds that way. Like throughout the whole weekend, you kept messing with the air. It just always was on. It was cold. It was hot. It was cold. And I go, well, one thing is, is that I, you know, this lip lighter, I kept misplacing this lip lighter, you know? And then I realized, oh, wait, did this, you know, was this a drag queen or was this a guy who wanted to fuck me? Like, <laughs> well, it had hairy arms together. <laughs> like, you know, like, why does this guy want my lip lighter? <laughs> and he's got hairy forearms and he, you know, is into me. That was a drag so, queen. But I, yeah, but I still tell the whole story. And you know, said it was the London Hotel and everything. And then I'm a comedian. And when I travel, I think we said it and we didn't, oh, they didn't want, oh, you know what? They didn't want that it was Bravo. Or they said, can we just say that you were like doing stand up? Uh, so I'm okay. like, oh, okay, fine. That's fine. You know, so I say, oh, you know, when I get to the first thing I do, and I, this is true. The first thing I do is I completely unpack. I just, um, even if it's like two nights, I totally unpack everything. I put the suitcase away. I lay out all my makeup. And that's why it was weird that I kept misplacing this lip liner. So. So um, anyway, I go to tell the story and, you know, they're really like kind of egging me on to be like, 
you know, and it was, so when it aired and my husband and I were watching on our bed, I have never, and I mean, never in 20 years heard my husband laugh so fucking <laughs> because I think it's also really weird for people to see me be serious, you know, because in uh-huh. everything I've done, it's been comedic uh-huh. and I had to be like, you know, and then I felt these arms <laughs> on me and a, um, so he was just like crying, laughing and I'm like, okay, whatever that paid for like half a year of Catholic school, but you can laugh. <laughs> and so, and I also thought that was ironic. Cause that was the first thing I thought of. I was like, oh my God, this is, you know, the pub, the private school, like, you know, for one day of work, like, you know, <laughs> yet I'm telling like a ghost story, which is like anti-Catholic. They don't believe in any of that stuff. So well, wait, now, do you, you know? think that because I went to Catholic school for 11 years and I grew up very Catholic and I feel that Catholics do believe in ghosts. OK, maybe it's maybe you're right. They definitely don't believe in psychics and they definitely don't believe in like. um because they well, believe you know in like what? exorcisms, they believe in like, uh, I mean, there's there's Maybe so much right. stuff that's kind of supernatural. I mean, it's sure Catholics are believe that it's you know the Holy Spirit, what, the Holy Spirit, which like is like it's Maybe the medium. Maybe they aren't as against the medium. I always feel like I think psychics can be really dangerous in the fact that I think it can um, get in your head and then like you know like if you went to go to see a psychic you know, I, this always happened with my girlfriends and they'd be like, okay, so person you're seeing right now is not who you're going to have kids with. Person you're going to have kids with is this stuff. And I'm like, well, now you're, now you've already like, now that's in your head. So this relationship you're with your, you know, is not good. So I don't really like that psychics like predict the future. Well, I, that's two, bad. I got I'm two words for you. Two yeah. words for you, Alison yeah. Dubois. Do you remember that episode yeah. of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills <laughs> with the electronic cigarette? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, your husband doesn't emotionally fulfill you. <laughs> Which, and- P.S., oh my God, Kyle Richards, it, she has a, a problem with psychics because did you hear that one stole her ring, allegedly? Yes, and then I was just, I was just with uh, Jeff Lewis and he he just went to a psychic and he goes, no, she's really good. I got her from um, Kyle Richards. I go, what? Well, then where's her mother's ring? I'm like, I don't think <laughs> psychic's that great. Well, but so, then I was just reading that that woman, I guess her yes. daughter on TikTok was like, no, that's my mom and she's not a psychic. And uh, I don't know I what saw, the truth I is. I saw the interview with the woman on like okay. Inside Edition and She's really upset about it. She's had those crazy nails for a long time. She's had all those rings for a long time. There's photos of her like in the 90s holding her grandchildren yeah. with the ring that you can zoom in on it. And who was um, it? Diane Keaton or somebody saw her hands and took a picture and wrote like, look at this psychic. Is that how it started? I yes. think that's what it was. Yes. And she was not a psychic. She's worked at the pharmacy for 40 years. But and- here's what I will say. I, I know a, a thousand psychics. Psychics love rings and long black nails. Yeah. So maybe she. Yeah, but maybe then she she actually even produced the insurance for it. So I guess oh, it's wow. an expensive ring, and she's had the ring for. But I mean, so what? Maybe it wasn't a one of a kind. Maybe you know there were ten of them in Beverly Hills, and her mom bought it, and she bought it, and you know maybe it wasn't that. You know, so I, I don't blame Kyle for thinking like, wait a minute. I don't blame Kyle for going on it, but I think it was hard for the woman to get that kind of 
you know, exposure. Um, and right. she wasn't happy about it. But she's not like asking for anything, just more like whatever, an apology or something. Well, because I don't know that necessarily her name was like released or anything. I don't think. Yeah, but I people think... all knew who she was because her hands are so... Um, They're just iconic. Yeah, she knew like that night, like the night it aired, she was getting calls from people oh. like that watched the show. Interesting. So you're not a psychic person. So you um, haven't I've been... Definitely, I've definitely gone to them and I... I I had one psychic thing that was very true and that that was I went when I was 27 and my friend said you got to go to the psychic um she's in Malibu Debbie Moore goes to her and you know she's $75 which at the time was a lot of money for me to spend and mm -hmm. I was like all right so I drove up to Malibu and she gave me a tape, which God, who knows where that tape is. I would love to listen to it. And at the time, I had a real question of what manager for my career I should go with. There was this one guy who was kind of hot and I was sexually attracted to. And, uh, and he had like, and he wanted to manage me and he had other really big clients and stuff. And then there was this other guy that was part of like a group. And then there was this young guy that was by himself. And I'm like, which of these people should I go with? And she goes, is there a Stanley? I'm like, no, there's no Stanley. And she's like, uh, it kind of like leads me towards going to the young guy. You know, she's like, this is the one that's going to work the hardest for you and everything. I'm like, all right. So I call up the guy and I go, okay, I do want to sign with you. So, and he's like, okay, come to my, my new office. He goes, but um, it, just so you know, it, it's a Stanley Gitlin is the name on the door, not Jeff, because it's my dad's old office that I haven't put my name up. So, so that, there's a Stanley. Interesting. So I did stay with him for like three years and it was an excellent decision. That was like absolutely where I should go. The other guy just wanted to fuck me and I still think he does because he's my neighbor and I see him and he oh, really? The other one, you know, so, it, so that was good. And then she also said, you'll be married before you're 30. And at the time I was like, you know, 27, almost 28. And I'm like, I'm not even dating anyone. There's no way I'm going to meet someone and get engaged and be married before I'm 30. Also, because at that time, any of my friends that were getting married all had been with their guy for like, you know, two, three, four years. No one, you know, no one like moved that quickly at that age. So I was like, well, that'll never happen. Anyway, I meet my husband and we get engaged and I tell my mom we're engaged or we're getting married. And the next day she calls me and she goes, so I called the church and I called the country club and really the only day they still have available, which I reserved because you want a summer wedding is May 27th. And I thought that's nice because you'll be married before you're 30 because my birthday is June 14th. Wow. So after this experience, did you ever so like, I went contact back to her, her again? Oh, you did? I went back to her and she was then wrong about everything. <laughs> She that happened to me once. Yeah, she predicted that. She goes, oh, you're going to be great. You're going to have a show on channel. She goes, you're going to have a show on channel 11, which is Fox here. And, you know, I went and I sold a show shortly after that to CBS. 
which then they they didn't do it. We we wrote the pilot, which didn't get made. Years later, I did sell a show to Fox, but it didn't go past the pilot. I've really never been on Fox except maybe like a one-off or something on like some show, maybe Malcolm in the Middle or something. But she made it sound like I would have that sitcom that I always thought I was going to have and it would be on Fox. So she's totally wrong about that. Then she said that my dad was, you know, really sick and was going to go like he could die soon. And so I had to go and tell him that. And they're like, what are you doing? Seeing a psychic. My dad did die, but not for like another 15 years. Okay. Mm -hmm. so And he was fine. And then she said my brother would get married. And I knew both of my brothers would never get married. They're just, and they still haven't. So, that, oh. so then I was like, I'm done with this woman. Like, I just wonder if, I don't know. So like, I just think, I think they have a gift. I don't know. Some of it could be coincidental. Some of it, you know, the Stanley thing was more, was, that was the coolest part. More that than, is. Then, then even getting married before I'm 30. That's just sort of coincidental. But it's but kind like, of, maybe it's like being a comic, you know, some days you kind of bomb, some yeah. days you're just <laughs> on, you know? I think it's, I think it's, and I think a lot of it is reading the room, knowing your audience. Yeah. Um, and some days you're just, I think some, <laughs> they just aren't feeling it. Yeah. I don't know. Wait, I want to go back to celebrity ghost stories. Okay, because... so the celebrity ghost stories, so I do the thing and it comes out and I, and people are like, you know, a lot of people really thought it was good and thought like, that's, this is such a juicy story. But the crazy thing is, is they did like the reenactment, right? My favorite part. But I mean, when I've watched other ones, their ghost stories are like straight out of like the shining practically. Like, I'm like, really? Like, <laughs> and then I saw the two twins and then this thing <laughs> fell down and I'm like, oh my God, mine was, you know, so I really had to like hype it up and like be like, and I tried to get up and then, and then they show this and I go, and I could feel this breath. And then they show this like thing, like out of poltergeist, like come out over the girl and like breathe like fire. Like, yes. <laughs> like sucking the life out of you is like basically what yes. it was. Yes. It was hilarious. It was so funny. I mean, you're probably the 10th person I've had on that's been on that show, maybe more. Um, But most people have told me that it's, you know, there's certain liberties that have been taken. Um, It's not completely what happened, but I don't know. I've from a lot of the people I've talked to, they seem like it's pretty like pretty legit. I don't know if they're just, they don't want to like go against what happened well, I mean, on the show I or definitely, something. But... I definitely said I had the weirdest dream and it did freak me the fuck out. And the next day- That's that weird. They said, do you want to do ghost story? I thought that was a sign. So was there a ghost? Maybe, but I'm just saying in order to make the television, I couldn't tell it as easily and as quickly as I told it to you. Like it had yeah. to be milked out. I had to well, add- but- the air conditioning, the heating and all that. Really what what that night was about was feeling those forearms and the hair on it. And it wasn't mm-hmm. like my husband. So it wasn't like I was dreaming about my husband. It was like someone I had never touched or anything before. Um, and I really just thought it was like a crazy fucking dream kind of. But I, I mean, I they was thinking about it all day. And that's why then I shared it with Tamara and I, and then got the call and was like, well, this is clearly a sign. And um, so then they then they were like, 
Then I got a call or an email a couple years later saying, we're going to do another series about haunted locations. You know, what would you want to be part of that and tell the story again? And we're going to focus on like, is there any history to that location of the London Hotel? And um, I don't know if they ever did that show or if the London Hotel didn't want to participate or... It might have been, there was a series called The Haunting Of, which uh they took people's celebrity ghost stories and then they, it's actually, celebrity ghost stories is on still, or it it came back last year, but they, they, they did the same format as The Haunting Of, which is that a celebrity, typically from celebrity ghost stories, goes with a psychic to the place where they told the story. So, of course, I was like, yeah, I want to fly to New York and like have another day of filming and like walk around this hotel. But it never came about. I don't know if like they just didn't choose me or if the location didn't work out or what. Had you ever heard that something at like that that place is haunted or did anybody say anything at the hotel? No. Now, what about when I was watching your I was watching it again last night and. There's actually, so you tell the story that there's two nights and on the first night you woke up and it was freezing and then you saw a, a figure I of a man. I think we added that part. <laughs> okay. I think that was added. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, besides losing my lip liner, nothing else was weird about the weekend until that night. Um, so, it was a really fun weekend and I couldn't believe that they gave me such a big room. You know, normally when I'd be like doing stuff in New York, it was so small. So I love that I had that little living room and everything. It's a good do hotel. You, do you know about sleep paralysis? No. Tell me about that. So sleep paralysis is this thing that there there's science about it. It's I mean, it's one of these things that a lot of people think is paranormal. I think that there's something to it that's possibly paranormal. Um, it's when people wake up in the middle of the night, they report that they can't move. Sometimes it feels like someone's sitting on them. Yes, that's what it was like. And some, a lot of times people report seeing a shadow figure or another presence, feeling that there's a presence in the room. I mean, that's, that's something that, you know, happens all the time. It, it sounds like it could have been that. I mean, it is the freakiest thing that's ever happened to me. And it's never happened to me. It sounds terrifying. Now, they say it happens a lot. or This is my theory, and I think other people believe this too, that it happens a lot when you sleep on your back. Is that what happens with no, you? No, I always, I always sleep on my stomach. I always me sleep on too. my stomach and turn to the right. And so I... Um, so when that happened, though, it was one of those things where it was really... It freaked me out so much in my sleep or in my dream that I, that I was like, you know, forcing myself to wake up or what I thought was wake up so that I could, cause it was scary as shit. Like, and then I yeah. really did wake up. Then I did really did wake up, go to the bathroom and was like, Oh my God, that was fucking freaky. But I didn't really think it was a ghost. I just thought it was the weirdest dream. And then, you know, and then thinking about it more and having that call happen the next day, I just kind of thought it was like, oh my God, this is all a sign. And it was something more than just a weird dream. I I think the fact that that call happened, I mean, that wasn't, you didn't share that part in the celebrity ghost story, but I think that's really like something. Yeah. And it was like, and I don't even think he was pitching me. I think like, you know, they called and was like, hey, you know, who do you have? Or what about Heather? I don't know. So, cause I was like, this is just so weird that like literally the Monday after it happens that, um, you know, that I get offered this. Yeah.
you want to hear some ghost voices? Yeah. Okay, this game is called EVPs or EV please. Have you ever heard of an EVP? Right, that's where they like what have the frequency that ghost people have frequencies that it's coming. Right, they hear, they record a ghost voice. It's always on those ghost hunting shows. And yes. it's, sometimes it's an EVP, sometimes it's an EV police. Okay. Um, okay, so what I do is I go to YouTube and I find uh, ghost voices and I have my guests guess either, you know, what you hear or what maybe the ghost hunter thinks it's saying. And then I'll give you some options after you take it. Okay, this. all right. Now, this first one, it was posted by LSI Paranormal. And okay. it's, it, they don't say exactly what the place is, but it's a church in Yorba Linda, California, okay. in Orange County. Okay, what do you hear this ghost saying? They cut. They cut. Let me play it again. They cuts. They cuts? Yeah. They cuts. They is cut? it A, egg hunt? Maybe it's like an Easter ghost. They're doing an okay. egg hunt. Is it B, it hurts? C, hey guys? Or D, Ed Helms? Maybe it's a fan of The Hangover. I don't know. Here, I'll play it again. I, I think it sounds, because I said they cut, now I hear it as egg hunt. <laughs> That's what I hear too. Egg hunt. Um, they think it's hey guys. I don't know. Oh. I, it almost doesn't sound like a ghost to me. It sounds really like a human. Yeah. And here's one more. This is from TCPRI. Uh, this is their name on YouTube. And I this one also, I don't really fully know where it is, but I think it's at this place called the Ban, Banfield Tavern, which is in Fridley, Minnesota, because they posted other videos that were at that place. Uh, what do you hear this ghost saying? It's like kind of a whisper toward the end. Here, I'll play it again. One more time. I can't. I have no idea. Okay, is it A, what the fuck? B, hold the phone. C, represent. Or D, let's get pho. Maybe they wanted some Vietnamese soup. I don't know. Here, I'll play it again. Or what the fuck, for sure. It's totally what the fuck. It actually yeah. sounds a lot like that. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. Well, Heather, as always, your delight. And I'm so yeah. honored that you did this. Seriously. Um, can you tell people, you know, where to find you, what's going on and all yeah, that so stuff? My podcast, Juicy Scoop, is every Tuesday and Thursday. Um, I'm at Heather McDonald on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and YouTube. I I film um, all my podcasts on YouTube, which a lot of people are enjoying that because I have great guests in person and um in on sketches and everything and it's all there and everything is at heathermcdonald.net and i do i am doing my first live show in uh tempe improv october 29th and 30th so if any of your tempe people want to come to that but everything is at heathermcdonald.net and the rest of the dates are um going to be in the new year and you do a lot of stuff with barbies which yes, i do barbie reenactments of all the housewives and stuff and uh it's really, it's really fun. I have a great juicy scooper that like makes the outfits, especially like the reunion outfits and everything. So the latest ones that you can find 
on all any of those platforms, whatever you watch, um, is I did the reunion of Beverly Hills, um, two of those, which was really great. I mean, I have Denise and I mean, the dresses are perfect. And I have Dorit's braids that I did. I mean, they really looked great. So it is, it, those are really fun. And I, I love that people love them. They're a lot of work and I have a lot of a tiny office and a lot of the space is taken by Barbies, but, um, you know, so I do those occasionally too. What do you think about haunted ghosts or haunted, sorry, haunted dolls? Because that's a thing. That's certainly a thing like on eBay and people are always talking about haunted dolls. I mean, I always remember this, this twilight zone I saw as a child. Talking Tina? Yes. My sister and I, every Thanksgiving, they would do a like marathon of, of the twilight zone. And I don't think there was a twilight zone, the black and white version that I had not seen. And that one scared me the most Mm -hmm. was this girl. And I want to say it was like her mom and her stepdad. And she got this doll and the guy was going crazy. He kept thinking that the doll was like, you know, taunting him and talking to him. And so he stole the doll from the daughter and he tried to, you know, um, saw off her head. Remember that? Yes, with the electric saw. Telly Savalas. Yes, and then the doll kept coming back. And then eventually, I think the doll like laid its body so that he tripped and fell and died. (sighs) I'm talking Tina and I kill you. Thank you, Heather McDonald, for coming on the show and talking about celebrity ghost stories. If you want to hear that Patreon bonus clip, go to patreon.com slash rosdresfelez. And every week we have bonus clips. And this week's is Heather doing impressions of, well, she does an impression of Jennifer Aniston which she has done on her show and she she's done for years and she's great at it. And then she also did an impression of Lisa Rinna, who's one of my favorite people from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And I basically just told her like, you know, here's the person, they have a ghost story. Tell me what you think that would sound like. And hilarity ensues. So you can go check that out. And you can see the new video of me driving around spooky places in Los Feliz. That's patreon.com slash Please subscribe to the show and rate it five stars. If you have a ghost story, you can put it in a five-star review. Or you can put it in our Facebook group called Ghosted by Roz Dresfelez. You can also email me at ghostedbyroz at gmail.com. And if you want to be on a listener episode, put in the subject line, listener episode. I'm on Cameo, Roz Dresfelez, Venmo, at Queen Roz, Instagram, Roz Dresfelez. Next week, we're going to have a drag queen on. It's been a minute. So I hit up my friend, Jackie Cox who you may know from the most recent season of RuPaul's Drag Race America. I guess I have to say that now because there's so many different countries doing Drag Race. Drag Race America, Jackie Cox of New York City. And uh, she had a really cool ghost story. We had a great chat. She had some ghost stories and we talk about Persian culture and Persian folklore and the paranormal and um, I really enjoyed chatting with Jackie. So you can hear that next week. So make sure you're subscribed. I love you all, both living and dead. 
But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye! Starbands Audio, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.